The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The central bank has, of course, eased mortgage lending rules for first-time buyers. You all know this at this stage. The old rules were three and a half times your income. The rules are now four times your income and 10% deposit needed across the board, not 20% for second-time purchasers. Here is the Minister for Public Expenditure, Michael McGrath, explaining today why he thinks the measures are needed. We have significant construction inflation, materials inflation over the last year or so uh, has been really high. We're now in an environment where interest rates are going to be rising as well and all of these will be factors in determining the ability of people to purchase a home. So I think that this is a sensible move. Um, It's one the central bank has arrived at acting independently of government and it, it is one that I do support. Yeah, that was Michael McGrath, the Minister for Public Expenditure, speaking a little bit earlier uh, today. Sinead Ryan is presenter of the Home Show here in News Talk, consumer expert. Sinead, is this a good idea? Uh, hi, Kieran. How are you? No, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It, it, I can understand why the central bank did it. I can understand why politicians in particular are delighted with it. Uh, but actually, it, it really isn't a good idea at a time of rising interest rates and inflation, because this is just price chasing. Its immediate effect is going to increase demand, both first and second time buyers, And it solves none of the underlying issues which are to do with housing supply. So all it is doing is adding to that roller coaster of price increases. And Gabriel McLuth, the central bank governor, said as much today in an interview. He said, yes, this will increase house prices in the short term. He said it would be modest. And he's a central banker. So who are we to argue with him? But actually, that remains to be seen. But what about the logic Sinead, that Michael McGrath espoused there that, I mean, the price of the starter three-bed semi has been pushed too high above the affordability limit for people on a fairly basic wage and it's all to do with inflation, construction, material, inflation, wage inflation, you name it. And we need to allow those potential purchasers catch up on that. Well, all you're allowing potential purchasers to do is to get into more debt. And um, while I accept the premise of inflation and construction inflation, like, to be honest, that is, we are told, a temporary situation. Now, the government is scrambling at the moment to insert all kinds of temporary measures and, and welcome they are in terms of paying electricity bills and, you know, bailouts and all that kind of thing. But you're solving really here a temporary problem with a permanent solution and you know, in the long term, actually not even then, in the medium term, it is going to serve to increase the price of houses everywhere. Now, if the government really wanted to help that, of course, it has a VAT tool it can do and it can reduce the VAT on the purchase price of new houses. And that would make it cheaper for people without them having to take on more debt. Well, Brian Hayes is with us as well, uh, Sinead, uh, Chief Executive of the Banking and Payments Federation. Brian, you're welcome to the show. Uh, Do you think this is a good idea? Well, I suppose only time will tell, Kieran. Um, I mean, I, I would agree with um, some of the comments that have been made, particularly on the question of housing supply. Um, I suppose the question really is at a time when the existing macro rules since 2015 have have really helped, I suppose, to keep a lid on house price inflation. Now, even over the last seven or eight years, we've seen quite significant acceleration of prices. But of course, were they not there that acceleration would be significantly worse. So they have helped to uh, dampen somewhat the inflationary aspects of of the housing market. 
Um, I think from the banking perspective, um, the rules have helped A, to create probably better better asset quality on existing bank balance sheets. They've also helped probably borrowers to reduce the risk of indebtedness and probably created more resilience across the whole financial system. Um, but of course, like anything, they're not set in stone. And I think, you know, the, the central bank is a pretty cautious, pretty conservative organization. It has to be because financial stability is its key mandate. And, um, but they've obviously taken this decision, not just listening to people, but also having some international assessment as to where we mm. need to go. And I suppose I, you know, it's not a radical change. The, the, it's a change at the margins. Um, I was making a point earlier. That if you have two people on average industrial pay of about forty four thousand collectively eighty eight thousand, um, under the old rules of three and a half times income, assuming they had the the ten percent, the thirty five thousand upfront, yeah. um, deposit, you know they'd be outside, um, they'd be outside uh, of pitching for that house because they'd be looking for three hundred fifteen thousand, and the old rules would give them three ten. Under the new rules, um, they would get them um, up to, up to three hundred and fifty thousand. Now that's assuming, and I have to make this point: these, you know, these are these are their limits, not targets. It's a matter for each bank, each non-bank, each credit institution to make its own decision based on uh, its own credit framework. And of course, banks apply correctly real stress tests, so they ask themselves the question: when you come in the front door, you apply online. And what would happen if there was an implosion of income? What would happen if there was a real significant reduction in net take-home pay for this couple or this individual? So they have to continue to to deploy that. So I suppose reading the um, literature that the CBI produced today, what they yeah. they are conceding um, that there will be some inflationary effect from this decision, but they're saying that the net benefits outweigh that downside risk, and particularly for renters. I mean, you, you know, and your listeners know. Um, for someone who's been paying for a significant period of time, 1,800, 1,900 euro a month rent, they clearly have a record of being able to repay. And mm. I suppose the question will be, um, will that at the margins help that group of um, that group of, of potential borrowers from a bank? That's the question but banks the, will have to decide. The other question people might ask is, what house would they buy? Yes, exactly. And to the example I gave you there, it's, you know, I'm two people on average industrial pay of 88,000. They would just fall under, uh, currently getting a house for 350,000. Now, it depends what part of the country you're living in. It depends what part of the city you're pitching for. But well, I mean, if the I, house exists in the first place, I suppose that's what yes, I'm exactly. getting at. And the, the yeah, criticism exactly. that some would have is that, yeah, while this might be kind of tinkering on the margins, it's another example of tinkering on the demand side and, you know, the shared equity scheme maybe on its own is a good idea. First time buyers grants on their own are a good idea. Maybe this on its own is a good idea. But you take all of that tinkering and you add it together and you realize that it's only on the demand side and there's very little tinkering happening on the supply side or certainly no, not listen, enough I, I, that there's a kind of a cumulative effect. None of this is complicated really at one level. Banks will provide more mortgages if there's more houses for people to buy. It's not, mm. I mean, banks need to do this because that's how they make their money and they're in the business of credit formation. They're in the business, uh, you know, they're a key capital intermediary for, for, for households, for individuals. Uh, it's the biggest financial decision that an individual or a couple will take in their lives. So they can't take that decision lightly. Um, and banks have a responsibility to make sure they don't do reckless lending. They have a, they have to take what I call the precautionary um, approach. So you are right. We, in our assessment, see that this year, you know, we'll be up about 25,000 new starts. We need to be every year 
for maybe four or five years, six years, 30,000 new starts to deal with the demand that's there. And there's the, it's also complicated in recent years by virtue of the fact that the, the market stopped fun- functioning for effectively a year and a half, two years because of COVID, which mm. allowed more and more deposits to be built up, people's savings, which also added to inflation. So the only way we're going to crack this is really ultimately through more housing supply. And it's, it remains to be seen whether this measure today, which will be in place from, from January of next year, um, is going to make a difference on those marginal cases. The point, yeah. uh, there's one other point I want to make is, and it's, okay. it's, in, the lit- it's in the literature, um, which the, the bank have published today. They um, Banks up till now could effectively for 25%, 20% of first-time buyers and 10% of mover purchasers, they could apply an allowance. In other words, if you're outside of the limits, they could give you that mortgage, but yes. they couldn't go beyond those limits on a yearly basis. They're now saying they're reducing that to 15 across all mortgages, Okay. So what they've effectively done, and it's clear in the in the paper that they've produced today, is they've effectively increased loan to income ratios three and a half to four, but have reduced the allowances. So they believe in, in reading their own literature today that the net effect of that will be positive, but we'd have to wait and see. All right. Listen, on that note, my thanks uh, to both of you for your time. Uh, to Sinead Ryan, who's the presenter of The Home Show here in News Talk, consumer expert, and to Brian Hayes, chief executive of the Banking and Payments uh, Federation. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.